Yggdrathomox the atrocious, flayer of souls, deliverer of cruelty, sure of endless damnation, has been walking for ages. Centuries, most likely. But the labyrinth seems to stretch on forever and shift without warning. He stops at a corner, looking left and then right, but the featureless brick path is the same in both directions. The smooth walls offer no hints, they never do, and they stretch impossibly far into the sky. They cannot be climbed. He's tried many times, years ago. He could break through them with enough patience, but creating a tunnel simply reveals more of the maze on the other side. It's impossible to know if it provides any progress at all. Hopelessness had come and gone a lifetime ago. Despair and rage the same. All that existed for Yggdrathomox was the endless journey now. Somehow, he'll find a way out of the maze. Because a way out has to exist. There must be a reality beyond the labyrinth. He chooses left, and on he walks. An hour passes. Two. This path is straighter than most. He's been traveling for miles in one direction, no doubt bypassing huge sections of the maze that he would have toiled in for ages. Finally, something has gone right. He needs only to make it to the end of this corridor, and then, and then, well, something will change. At the end of the corridor, quite without warning, a full day later, there's a solid wall. It comes upon Yggdrathomox so quickly that he walks right into it, face first. The blow is bracing. A dead end. He'll have to go back. Yggdrathomox will not be discouraged even though the way back is a 26-hour uninterrupted walk in a straight line. He turns, and he goes. Ten hours later, he walks directly into a wall again. Another shift. Endlessly cruel the labyrinth is. The Shur's upper lip twitches. Perhaps just a hint of frustration is creeping through once more. In a way, it's refreshing to know that after hundreds of years of repetition, this place can still surprise him. He turns back and goes back the way he came. Three hours later, another wall, right in the face. Drathlemox sighs and turns back. There'd been no way to escape the corridor, but that had to change, didn't it? There has to be freedom somewhere. It's only another hour before he's blocked again, and only 15 minutes before he has to turn around after that, and then five minutes, and then one. And then the next time the Shur has to turn around, the wall is right there. There's nowhere to go. He can't even take a satisfying step, not in any direction. There is nowhere to go. Yggdrathomox smiles to himself. He's finally done it. He's found a way to get out of the maze. He finds himself laughing as the brick path and the smooth stone walls melt away, revealing a dusty yard in Numeria just 60 feet from a crumbling barn. Some part of him remembers this place. Some distant part of him that wants revenge. This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine.
welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only podcast on the entire planet that will jump into the demon bag. We'll jump into the demon bag for you. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Hello. Those guys, are, they're good guys. Hello. Hello from the demon bag. Hello. Hi. You know who I would jump into a demon bag for? Who, Zach? Any guesses? All of the members of our wonderful Discord. Any of you. If any of you had requested it of me, we appreciate you so much. You thought I was going to hyperfixate on one of you. Yeah. But this is the episode we hyperfixate on all of you. Wow. Ha. Have the best Discord. 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 Scrappers. Scrappers. That's easier. Scraps. Or are they chokers now? Because we're in a new book. Nope. That plural is discotheques. Chokers versus scrappers. What side do you want? It's the new Jeff v. Sam. It's true. Jeff and Sam is so last summer. This is... <laughs> mm-hmm. That was like two years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're old. Yeah, you guys are so old. <laughs> all of you? Their mom reminded me the other day that the movie Austin Powers is older than all of their children, including the adopted one who is in her 20s. That's psychic damage. Still waiting for Austin Powers 4 to drop. <laughs> Let's see. Previously on the program, what happened? Let's see. The fight against the demons and the lady controlling the demons continued in the barn. Meanwhile, Kira was hanging out in Torch with her mom, just, you know, swinging swords at each other. And then cut back to the demon barn, and there were a lot of pits, and there was just like just the worst battlefield in the history of battlefields but eventually uh the demons walked into walls and um everybody threw up enough that the uh, party was victorious that's the word i remember how to use words and uh meanwhile kira got tipped off by dolga as to where the party was and started heading on over to meet them hopefully to join the fight against the goblins because they said they'd be goblins but we pick up now, right at the end of the fight against the Zills, or not Zills. Oh, no. Oh, God. Zills all the way down. Yeah, Zills show up. I'm sorry. They start bursting out of the walls here. And, um... Those green-painted Zills that Zach mentioned two episodes ago. That was green rooming. They're coming in now. But actually, we pick up now. The, um, Shurs are dead, the Swathes are dead, and the lady who claimed to be from the Technic League also dead and um coincidentally right as we drop out of initiative kira comes jogging up the path or running up the path perhaps a full sprint uh because she's excited to get some of that some of that goblin <laughs> some of that goblin goodness uh so kicks down the door um can i i can make a, i can make a strength check for that i'm kicking it down i'm attempting to on. there is a big hole in the building right next to the door i'd like to oh Real, real strong lag. We've already established we don't use those. We use doors. Oh, that's not great. That's not great. Um, that's a 10. Yeah, that's like a 15. Ugh, I don't feel good about that team. I, I, I don't know how much door damage that is. But regardless, she's there. I think it's not locked and it's not like latched or anything. So I think that is sufficient to swing that barn door open. 
and reveal the the scene behind it. The chainsaw um, is like, let me at those goblins. Oh, this is not what I was expecting. Just slowly lowers the chainsaw. Hey, everyone. Oh, no, no, killer. You, uh, well, there was at least one and you, you scared them. They're, they're straight to death. It was a heart attack. Um, oh, well, that was a natural one on my bluff. <laughs> oh, so it's certainly Thanks, just Briggs. riddled with bullets. Akira, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I had a pig, but he died. <laughs> that was not the normal voice <laughs> mod for Alan. <laughs> oh, was it not the normal voice mod? No, oh, no. you just what got auto tuned. No, it was very <laughs> daft punk. <laughs> So good. Like, oh, Did it reset that when everything reset? That made me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pig, but he died. Level nine voice of Bri Bard that just auto tunes themselves I all the time. That. I had a pig, but he died. Is a bot. It is in fact on auto tune, which isn't even one of my like really saved. Good. It's on one called Cyber Tune. Just say around the world a couple times, just just for old times' sake. And just oh, one you know or two. Why? That's the one I use for the oh robot God. in that intro, and then I just uh, pitch it down. That was amazing. That he died is my new favorite song. <laughs> that was really good. Hello, Kira. You missed it. I had a pig, but he died. There's no going back. You've had cannon to yourself into the audience. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah, it's going to say, you got, which, regardless of me using that, I'm assuming someone's going to just put the other one in instead. Uh, uh, Kira looks is. affronted and well wow, sad. Actual tears. <laughs> I was going to say, but Izzy, the player, is still weeping. So. Um, they, uh, both, both character and player look kind of sad for reasons. Oh, um, you been busy? We fought goblins. I heard about the goblins. Boofing, stinking, you know, normal stuff. Just the regular things. Turns to Asher. Hey, Asher. Luck with the pig and the goblins. Sorry about them. Oh, welcome back. Good to see you. Thanks. How was the family? Oh, we have more chickens than we did last time, but, you know, the important ones are still around. Also, I learned a new trick that I have to show you at some point later when I'm better at it. Okay, that's vague, but also intriguing. It's going to kill so many guys. Bad guys, though. Just the bad ones. Did you learn it from Lightning Face, the fearsome one? Uh, he was in the picture, yeah. Round. Got all of our questions in. We feel good and caught up. <laughs> <laughs> that auto-tune snippet is going to bang around in my head. <laughs> I'm done for the night. <laughs> I'm going to be useless. It's, it's, it's so uh, good. <laughs> I really want to hear it now. Because <laughs> I know what that voice sounds like after I like drop the pitch a bunch to make the uh, Gearsman voice from that intro. But I'm interested in what it sounds like just by itself. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> you will not be disappointed. Uh, well, the unexpected nature of it. 
uh, absolutely yep. colored things. But um, yeah, so you're in this barn. Um, I think the demon corpses all disappear. They don't actually leave anything behind. So, yeah, no. And the pits I, are that's gone. That's how some and stuff works. So technically the pig is gone too. But <laughs> Yeah, the pig didn't leave a body. Um, the fog is probably gone too. The pits are gone. Um, all there is is a dilapidated barn and a, the corpse of a lady bleeding up on the hayloft. The lady, I, I know the answer to this, Kira does not, the lady is not a goblin. She is not a goblin. She is, she looks human. Yeah, she was just like some regular lady trying to scooby-doo us into thinking she was at the technical age. Um, it's not a goblin. Now, do you want to go take a closer look? Are you, why are you doing your hands like that? Oh, come on. You know, we're gonna we're gonna boof. Okay. Uh, uh, Kira also does jazz hands. <laughs> and, and <laughs> oh, it's not necessary. It's really just you know, it's not a group somatic component. That's a somatic. Component. There's no. It's actually not required at all. It's a, it's a verbal thing. But she's still up on the platform thing. I don't know if I need to like. Actually, no. If unless someone tells her what who or what that is, she's gonna up to lady is she still on the platform i can't see anything maybe you should come in i'm gonna yeah. step inside yeah we're, we're gonna go take a closer look i mean you could stay down here if you like but uh if i remember correctly the ladder is a little dilapidated so she said she was with the technic league but i'm not sure i believe her all right i'm just gonna boof y'all let's go yeah. rixby uses a level three spell <laughs> four <laughs> just, just 20, a, quick a level four spell excuse me is Dimension Door fourth? Yep. Wow. I don't know why I thought that was third. There's so many circles. A lot of circles. Yeah. Well, I have boofed you all up there. Always make a circle. It's like a Toriyama song. <laughs> well, let's let's take a look at you. Hey. What's what's going on 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 not Sheila Hydemark? Um. Well, let's see. She's got a potion. She's got a scroll. Uh, she's got a wand, it looks like. Um, some javelins, a little morning star, an amulet, a cloak, a ring, and then she's wearing, you know, all sorts of jewelry and, and jewels and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to roll a spellcraft, though. Not loving me. That is a two off the die for an 18. Do I get anything? Three on the die or a 19. Okay, so <laughs> identifying an item is what? 15 plus the item's caster level? So that doesn't get the potion. Yeah, I could get anything level three, and he could get anything level four. All right, so the scroll is a scroll of confusion. Um, the javelins are not magic. The morning star is just masterwork. Uh, the jewels and jewelry look like they're worth uh, about 2,400 GP. And you've got an amulet of natural armor plus one and a cloak of resistance plus, plus one. But that potion and that wand are... Well, actually, no, the wand, you can tell, is a wand of disguised self with 24 charges. And um, the other thing that you find amongst her jewels and jewelry is hidden in, like, a, a hidden pocket um, in her 
dress. She does have one of those technically badges, the little black gear with the white triangle on it, uh, similar to the one Sandville had hidden in a secret pouch in his pack. So it, it sort of seems like it might be a similar deal uh, type thing where, you know, if they need to, they can flash technically. Okay, so that's why when I did the bluff check, you said it was only sort of like she was lying, not 100% like she was lying. She may have been exaggerating her association. Yeah. Yeah. She's the assistant to the Technic League. <laughs> Does she still look the same as, like, dead that she looked alive? Like, she hadn't been using the wand on herself. Right, she hadn't been. Yeah. Uh, mechanics question. Would you allow Alloin casting something from a scroll to still use his ability that he has that uh, mind-affecting compulsion effects can work on constructs? That's a spell completion item. Isn't that the rule? Is that it? Because it's different, the person who actually did the jibby-jabby? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, it's not him doing it, so I wouldn't be able to use that scroll of confusion on, like, a robot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah. Because I was going to say, that would be nice because I can only cast Lesser Confusion myself. So to be able to do the whole thing and have it last more than a round. (laughs) I mean, we can still use it on things that aren't robots, but... Oh, I mean, you you already cast something (laughs) of this, you know, the mind, mindy-windy thing is much more yours than mine. Yes, I think I will hang on to that. Uh, this wand can make you look like other people. I don't really have a use for something like that, but if someone else wants it, they can have it. Is it disguise self? Yeah. That feels yeah, yeah. Like Fun that. fact, I actually, like, can't use that. It would turn me into a monster because of one of my drawbacks. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's exciting. That sounds interesting. Um, it makes me think of Brixby. Uh and his lies. <laughs> hey, we put it in the bag um, because uh, let's just say that there was another public official that was m- murdered that we might need the ability to obfuscate our faces even if it was done by butterflies and not us. Carol put the wand in the bag. So it was the only the only thing that we couldn't identify was the potion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Asher, you the uh alchemical whatnot, right? I, I I have a little bit, but think that might be another way to do a little yeah, a little dip and rip. Yeah, you can use I think it's actually perception to, to taste the potion and oh, figure it out. Is it oh wow. Not craft oh. alchemy. Bummer. My bad. I lied to you. Oh, potion through taste. 15 plus the caster level. Yeah, I like those odds. A little dip and rip. What? I don't know what that means. I haven't been on, like, Urban Dictionary. I hope that's not a drug term. If so, someone please edit this out, because I'm an old man. (laughs) And you can use uh, craft alchemy. Oh, wait, no, that's only an alchemist. That's what Not I was somebody just at. with cracked alchemy. You have to specifically be that class. Yeah. All right. Well, I rolled a 27, so if it is a caster level 12 <laughs> or below. Well, since potions can't possibly be higher than level 3 spells, uh, this is a potion of cure serious wounds. Ah, 
Very nice. I feel like this has Kira written on it and could also have a sticker on it if 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 that was your bag. I can hang on to it. Thanks. Um should we go get some wine? Yes. Yes. I will have some juice. Shall we go get some Manischewitz? It's actually really good. Alright. So if you head back over to the um, winery proper, the collapsing winery, uh, Tannic and Rolam have been kind of waiting there nervously ever since you went to the barn to deal with whatever it was that was over there. And they'll, they'll kind of spring up to their feet once you come in and it, and one of them says, um, so, did you do it? Did you take care of it? My friends killed your goblins, and a pig died. There's a body in the hayloft, but it's done. And the two brothers kind of exchange a, a nervous look and go, um, um, the body, eh? Did she, uh, uh say anything? How did you know it was a she? Asher pulls his revolver. <laughs> and uh, one brother will <laughs> smack the speaking brother on the back of the head. And um, the one who was speaking kind of sighs and goes, oh. She um, says she was from the Technical League. She, she paid us to, to set you up. Um, well... Oh, that's a new piece of information. Yeah, she said she would um hide in the barn and, and if we could lure you guys here and she would um kill you and she gave us some money. To look, that I mean, look at this place. We uh we're not doing great. She knows the three of them killed a god, right? I don't know if she knew that. I didn't know that. <laughs> Just the f- heroes who saved the entire town from the Technic League by turning back on the torch. You're welcome. I guess that's worth a few copper in your pocket. That was a real Merlot down move. <laughs> this whole thing has really gone sideways. There's a cat playing the piano above my head. I, was I don't say, know if anyone can The do. timing of that was perfect. <laughs> it was like a real Merlot town. It was like, brown, brown. I was trying to figure out if that was Jerome then with some like, like piano amazing. cat vocal no. filter. Yeah, that's directly wow. above my head was a cat on the piano. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. No, that would be an amazing like soundboard drop. But I was impressed. No, that was just. That cat has good comedic timing. <laughs> really, really fantastic. Closest thing to a sad, sad trombone as possible. <laughs> cat piano. Okay, so we kill these two guys. Um, well, well, we're we're really um sorry about it. I mean, we were rooting for you, um, the whole time. Just uh, you know, sorry. It's a seven sense motive. Are they really sorry? Um, with a seven sense motive? Yeah. Maybe. Hmm. I'm going to do a cash detect evil. You can't rule it out. 
What about a uh, 21 sense motive? The 21 sense motive, it, it seems genuine. I mean, they seem like mostly the motive you detect is fear as... um. <laughs> Yeah, so they're not, they're sorry they got caught, is what they are. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you would say such a thing. Why did you want my friends to come here? Just money things? Um, yeah, it's, um, I mean, ever since the storm kind of took this place out, we've been just scraping by, and she came, and she had thousands of gold, and she was like, here, we'll pay you, you'll be set for life, and... You know, not proud, but, you know, sometimes you get an opportunity, you know? You, you know, it, they're right. It's, it's not worth it. Look at this place. Look at what they have. Look at them. <laughs> right, exactly. Boo. Ouch. I... Uh, yeah. This is... This is... You're lucky that we didn't lose anyone or anything besides my dear, dear friend who now needs to be renamed due to a different cultural reference in a different universe that I'm not quite familiar with. But he will still forever be Elon Tusk for me. And I won't forgive you for that. And if I see your wine being given away in a store, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink it, and I'm going to make a face, I'm going to spit it back out into the cup, and I'm going to tell them it's bad. It's too tannic. <laughs> Passively vomited. Tannic, indeed. <laughs> uh, she's making fun of your name. That's, that's... Ah. Uh, but you might cause a... If you say that, you could cause a tannic panic. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, a little nope. you just can't Lighten say in the mood. Panic. A little. Mm -mm. P no, no <laughs> jokes are gonna get you out of this one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, this is about the time that we have to hand over one of these, and I slap a, a an embossed "Thank you for serving your narrative purpose" card straight into his head. Um, well, we promise not to try to lure you into any other death traps. Do you? Because you were pretty excited about that money the first time around. Well, I mean, we'll do it to somebody else, maybe, but not, not you all. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe nobody? See, there's, there's a story about a boy who cried coyote, and there's a chance... Should you be in real need of aid, people will not believe your need to be genuine. That in itself may be the punishment for your crimes. I wish uh, that I hadn't already established that Alwyn doesn't have any idea how commerce works so that we could just, like, say, okay, so just give us the money she paid you. But he doesn't know to say that. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, so I could tell Dolga to extract the 30% capital gains tax. <laughs> yeah. I'd say make a donation to the public library, but we don't want your blood money. The public library is still filled with slot machines. 
Uh, alright. We can strike an accord. Uh, we will... Tell no one of your cowardice. If you honor our fallen porcine friend by renaming your winery. I mean, do I need to say it out loud? What is it going to be called? Tell me. The Elon Tusk on Wood Winery? Tusk. Workshop. <laughs> Perfect. It's like you read, read my mind. Really, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, that's... I, I could, so I expect to see that sign outside with your newfound blood money by the time that we leave town on our giant dream-eating space moth. Yeah, that that um, moth has just been, like, eating, like, all of our sweaters. Um, also, if you could get it out of here, like, we need our sweaters. The moth drinks for free. <laughs> the other rule. <laughs> maybe, maybe not before we ride on the moth. Moths maybe. drink for free. <laughs> moths drink for free. Drunken space moth cartwheeling. <laughs> Through the stratosphere. Drunken Space Moss is my favorite grunge band. I was going to say uh, it's my favorite dish of someone. <laughs> then I was like, that could be offensive. I just want it to have to roll. Like, it's going to be, they're going to end up, you know, D8 miles from your target destination. <laughs> <laughs> just on Octurn. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> D8 astronomical Actually, units. <laughs> Oh. While you guys are uh, renaming things, Drunken Space Moth IPA. And make it with grapes, which is the only thing you have here. <laughs> and might I recommend the Snout Stout in honor of Elon. Oh, okay, okay. And also the Boar Juice. Please. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, puns. You can make that with Tuscat grapes. Uh, all right. Now we we really need to leave, um, but I, we better see that sign. Okay. Have, have fun on your adventures. We hope you don't die elsewhere. You suck. <laughs> we do. <laughs> and scene. So what's the plan? You got a space moth, you're a couple miles from Torch. Don't you still have to pick up a paycheck? What do you mean? Oh. Didn't you work? Yes, uh I'm actually moving a little slower and feel a little weaker this morning because of it. Since I was up all night and I'm mechanically fatigued. <laughs> yeah, so now that you're exhausted and you feel like you've sliced off a little bit of your soul, this thing called a boss gives you a paycheck. This is how it works when you're not adventuring. This is why you're an adventurer. <laughs> I thought you just do it because you like doing it. That, that, that's what they try to tell you, but no, no. <laughs> that and the pizza party. If you love what you do... You'll never work a day in your life. Because you'll be at the night shift at Charlie's. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah, we should really, you know, should pick that up. Um, is there anything else that anyone wanted to do in, well, while we're here? I'm not particularly interested in staying, although now that we've got this, and he flips the kind of disguise self-wand around, suppose I could at least walk around with a bit of comfort. For a couple minutes at a time. Yep. <laughs> I like to think that Brixby's disguise would be almost the exact same Yasuki, but without the lost half finger. It's on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> I have a mole? <laughs> Just removes the scar from the safe. So then we all go to Kira, uh, Kira's house for dinner and see if anyone notices. And they're all just sitting there like this the whole time. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, they're busy looking at Alwyn with like tentacles growing out of his face because Brixby tried to use the wand on him. <laughs> He's harmless. All right, let's go get you paid. Um, anything else to do while we're here? Anyone? I think your moth friend seems to be very passive-aggressively trying to get us to go back and save his forest, so... Once we stop at Charlie's, I think it's probably best to start heading back. It's true. They only flew us <laughs> all the way here and then waited like a valet the entire time being a literal deific emissary while we chilled out and discussed feelings. <laughs> and fought goblins. Yeah, this is basically like if you had, like, Mercury getting your door dash for you. seriously. <laughs> Yeah, you step outside, a long dreamer just has, like, 15 sweaters hanging out of her mouth. (laughs) But just eating tiny holes in them. Is that a fair isle knit? No, that's that's in a cable knit, even. Like those with a little bit of Alfredo. It's my favorite YouTube. (laughs) Cable knit and Alfredo. I'm going to hop on the moth and fly over to Charlie's and ask for his, uh, like, 15 silver an hour or whatever torch pays. Silver? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, what the game tells you is a month's pay for a normal person. (laughs) Yeah, I think minimum wage and torch is... You'd be lucky if you get five copper out of Charlie. Especially, you didn't sell any chickens. That sounds like a Charlie problem. Yep. What fast food place works on commission? <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> um, there's a reason that Charlie is the only game in town. The best he can do is a coupon. <laughs> a, an expired book of coupons. <laughs> you know, he would take an inspired book of coupons because he would think that would... <laughs> They're so glossy. Yeah. Yeah. So he walks back outside to the uh, rest of the party. He goes, okay, he's paid me. He gave me this entire booklet of these little pieces of paper that you can turn in to get your chicken for less money. Yeah, that that seems fair. <laughs> so, you're in the foundry, you know, just popping in after that quick trip to Charlie's. Asher, did you leave something here or why did you want to come back here? Oh, I thought perhaps we could just have a moment of Connor's time and see if he might have, we might have a mutual acquaintance. He has information about, you know, just normal stuff. Oh, you clever devil. Yeah, 
I see what you're doing. And Connor is working behind the bar on his robot tripod legs. Uh, he seems to be really getting a hang of them at this point. He's getting around really well. He's serving drinks and um, smiling as he waves to the, the lot of you as you come in. Uh, hello! Uh, how are you all doing? Connor, a moment of your time, friend. All right, um... Val, you can take care of things for a moment. Yes, yes, bar. let the miner watch the bar. We're going to go out back. This again. <laughs> you got this. Stop. Come away from the forge and come mind the bar, please. <laughs> She's an old pro with this. It's much safer than over in the smelting plant. <laughs> and uh, he'll, he'll follow you over um, into like an office, kind of secluded off the bar, where you guys can have a little bit of privacy. Oh, so, um... What did you want to, to talk to me about? Thank you for taking some time away from your gainful employment, but I don't like to bring up your past. I'm sure you don't either, but we are about to encroach upon the territory of perhaps a former associate, at least someone you may have had knowledge about. Does the name Fergus Shoud mean anything to you? And he thinks for a moment and um, maybe rolls a knowledge check. You could show him a picture if it'll give us a circumstance bonus. <laughs> um, it'll say, uh, yeah, was, uh, um, Fergus was when I, back when I was in Starfall he was one of the technically captains. Um, he was, uh, I think he specialized in like nano machines, like the tiny little robots that Move in swarms. Uh, what about him? Oh, just didn't know if there was anything useful. If you ever heard about he's allergic to something or can't stand the smell of something. We believe he may have something that we are looking for. And so we, you know, just learn everything we could about him before we knocked on his door. Oh, I, I think he was a bit of a a fanatic, if I remember correctly. Yes. What, who was it? Opposed to the rest of the league? No, well, not just your normal league stuff, like uh, extra fanatic stuff. He was um, one of those bizarre gods he was into. Xyphus, that's the one. He was, he was a Xyphus fanatic. Mm -hmm. So, That's an interesting one. You know, the god of um, accidents, as it were. Pointless death, that sort of thing. So, you know, a real, real nice fella. Out of character question, we found somebody dead under the mountain with a Xyphus icon, Hatsuath right? Hatsuath was a devotee, weren't they? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Hatsuath was making... Um, his own symbols of Xyphus on the walls. But wasn't there also, like, a dead symbol. body of, like, mm -hmm. a person mm -hmm. that yeah. had a Xyphus symbol? Was it that thing that was shaped yeah. weirdly? Like a claw? Yeah. Mm, that was hell, yeah. It's like a pickaxe or yeah, something. it's like a, a pickaxe okay. made of bones. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember it was, like, a body, like, floating in the water or something had that on it. Yeah, they are the god of America's funniest home videos. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember we made a bunch of jokes at the time about how if it was an accidental death, it would be so perfect for that <laughs> person. 
Well, I'm wondering if that was like one of his people got under the mountain. Is that odd to worship Cyphus? Is that... I'll be honest with you, Connor. We saw signs of Xiphus worship under the torch so many moons ago. Is that common in in the Technic League? That's the first that I'd heard of it, but maybe that's just where I'm from. As far as I know, he was the only um, Xiphus worshipper amongst the League. I think the, there's a a cult of of Xiphus followers, uh, sort of dappled throughout Numeria. It's kind of... It's a, there's a lot of accidents here, and I think the place sort of attracts them. But I'm not sure if he was the only one who rose to that sort of prominence. He's a, definitely a, a very skilled wizard in his own right, in addition to uh, a friend of the the bad luck, as it, as it were. You said... There's, there's a cult devoted. Do, do they have any association with the Technic League, or are they just like, we love accidents? They're just sort of a clandestine church that I think is more into causing accidents and that sort of thing. Clandestine. Then, <laughs> then yes, they they'll set up a sneaky little trap and then they'll watch from a shadow as you fall in a pit. And, that's their prayer. Behind people their, their kick me signs on just all terrible. Acme style. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that's a yeah. There was this whole cartoon. thing where they painted like a tunnel on the side of a big rock, and then people were but running it wasn't into a it. At all. It was just a rock. Someone shoot himself out of a slingshot at someone. Fergus E. Coyote. I saw this guy run off of a cliff. <laughs> And he just kept going. But then he just stopped in the air. (laughs) And he was fine until he looked down. It's the magic of Xyphus. Well, (laughs) is there anything else you know about him or his choking tower? I don't think I've ever heard of a a choking tower. No, I I think that's all I got. I've I've never met the man, just know his reputation. He's a nice guy. Uh, probably just like one of the worst. I mean, he uh, he worships accidental death, and he works for the Technic League, so that's a good combination. But um, I have to warn you. I mean, he was he would have been very powerful years ago when I was still in um, Starfall. If he's still been studying now, there, there's no telling what how powerful a wizard he is these days. I would be very careful. You should send Val with us to help. She's too busy setting up 35 flaming Dr. Peppers for the party <laughs> bus that just came in. Let your small child come with us to fight this come super on. wizard. She has like three full-time jobs. Let's... <laughs> come on now, in this economy... She's also working the night shift at Charlie's. <laughs> she could use the skillet to bounce a lightning bolt back at him. Science. Science. Well, thank you, Coda. We appre- I know it's not a... He puts his hand on his mentally arm. A comfortable well to draw from. But we appreciate you drawing deep for us, my friend. Oh, I'm, I'm always happy to help in, in any way I can. Obviously, I owe you my life. And um, I, I 
anything you're doing against the League, obviously, is, is, is good work. But take care of yourselves. This is a dangerous game. You too, and also Val pulls like really heavy. You should, it's really just like a full count. <laughs> watch, watch that. You should get like a speed pull or something because it's just, I mean, gosh. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. It's like a wake in there right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're working on fabricating some because, yeah, it's, uh, I'm hemorrhaging money. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, just. Uh, pardon the interruption of the levity. Did you ever know of a Diara Belgroom? We just encountered her recently, and seems she wanted us dead. Um, that, that's not a name I know. Is it she, um, one of the League as well, or...? She may have been a contractor like our old friend Greasy Sandville was. Uh, well, if that's the case, then, um, I wouldn't be surprised if you're on Garton's radar. He's... He has people everywhere. Resume levity. That's all <laughs> I had. Oh, <laughs> have fun facing your certain death. Fun storm in the castle. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, get on the moth. <laughs> uh... It's about to get really loud, so I'm going to shout this, but maybe not right near Torch, but Kira, you're going to love what that sword is. We found out what it was, and it is so cool. Oh. Yay, the sword. Shout it at an yeah. appropriate time. I'll be ready. Yeah, maybe just away from the side of the murder. <laughs> With this guy's weapon on it. <gasps> Can this one be French Bulldogs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just one long, glowing French ball. <laughs> uh, maybe a famously. dachshund at that point. Oh my god! Yeah, a I was say famously long French bulldogs. It's a long, Super glowing dachshund <laughs> with a French oh, bulldog handle. Take it. Oh, I love it. It's adorable <laughs> and shouldn't exist in nature. So you take a long, terrifying uh, flight back to the Smokewood. And I think by the time you actually land in the Smokewood and um, have had a chance to recollect yourself, it is night now. You've had a, a full adventuring day. But Long Dreamer will bring you back to her um, little hidey hole under the rock where Kira was assaulted oh so recently and yet oh so very long ago. As this adventuring day comes to a close and figure... You're going to the, the Choking Tower tomorrow. As everyone goes to bed for the night, it's worth maybe taking a turn around the table and a look into the brains of our heroes, because it's been a little while. A lot has changed. Uh, a few days ago, you learned that Cassandra Lee, Hellion's sister, and the only person who might know the nature of the source, uh, the apparently global threat growing in the Silver Mountain, is dead. Uh, apparently at the hands of a group of gearsmen and other powerful robots who were referring to her as a traitor. Uh, you've heard no news of the Neurocam, the information-filled artifact she apparently stole from that very mountain. But you do know that years ago, her dead body was secured by Fergus Jowd, a powerful member of the Technic League, and brought here to the aforementioned Choking Tower. At the same time, you just had a run-in with one of the League's hired guns, apparently, 
who was looking for you, setting a trap specifically for you, and you've been told that the League is still looking for Cassandra Lee. Hellion was sure she was out there somewhere. So, well, uh, what's going on in all your minds? Don't all volunteer at once. I see one nose goes. <laughs> uh, so we're all, uh, I'm guessing, sitting around a fire that we lit in the moss forest, hopefully with its permission. Uh, and Alwyn is just kind of sitting there, kind of staring vaguely in the direction of the fire. Uh, and he's just thinking, he's thinking back on uh, Connor talking about Xiphus, and he's thinking about how excited and different Brixby has sounded since meeting the moth and he just kind of is thinking to himself that it's just so interesting and he's just so glad that he set out uh, into the world and thinking he just thinks to himself Mother Lucia, you were right it's so interesting learning about all of these these things that they think are gods. It's just so fun. It's scary sometimes when things try to hurt us, but we've been okay so far. And he just kind of smiles vacantly to himself, and uh, eventually I think he'll nod off because he is very tired from being up for over 24 hours at this point. I can go. Um, I think Kira is feeling pretty fired up post uh, Demon Goblin land. She didn't participate in much of that, but um, she had some time with her family, which was like a good recharge. And she also got to train in this mystery thing with uh, with her mom, which she, I think she is planning on using toward this uh, mysterious candle voice that is still sort of like repeating in her mind this maybe you should get angry over and over again. Um, and part of her is feeling this, I don't want to be angry. That's not fun. That's not who I am. The last time I got angry, I hurt people I love. And part of her is thinking, this is the only way to protect my friends. These people are half of everyone I know and love in the world. And if something happens to them, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, um, has no real particular thoughts toward the future. She understands that something is wrong here, that things have taken a weird turn with Cassandra Lee and her not being super alive. She's very concerned for Asher um, because of how they're best friends and now she's gone. But uh, primarily she's thinking like, how, how do I go forward from here as a good friend? And I think in the same way that the others have started to see a change in Brixby. There's maybe maybe just the slightest change uh, in Kira as well. That is all I got for you. And then she also goes to sleep, holding her chainsaw, as is canon. Yeah, I think Asher is kind of absentmindedly doing that cool cowboy thing where you flip the revolver open and you flip it closed and just kind of just doing that while he's probably a little bit more impatient I think was the best word for it than he's been in a while it would have been one thing if it was just uh, D.R. Bell Groom you know being an opportunist and 
being there for whatever reason trying to actually take over this winery I don't know why but the fact that whether directly or indirectly she was sent to specifically stop and preferably kill the very loyal to plus Brixby and Alwyn is a it's disconcerting and he feels in a lot of ways like they've been kind of a step or two behind or just barely ahead at best of the Technic League and you know we're trying to find Cassandra Lee well somebody else already did and maybe she's dead now or maybe uh, maybe that was before she got the Neurocam we still don't know the order of events and so he's a little but he is always keeping it cool but he's finding it a little harder to do uh, in this moment because I don't know he hears that Gartone we're on Gartone's radar and I mean Gartone's one he wants to have a very uh, serious conversation with so so yeah he he's kind of in a, a little bit more of a dour mood this evening I mean rejuvenated by the 32 second ride through the stratosphere on the back of of long dreamer falcor but uh but also just kind of like yeah i guess we need to sleep it's a thing that we need to do but i wish we could just kick that choking tower door open already and go talk to uh mr shout he hasn't forgotten about sahasha either it's kind of on his mind a little bit of like stinks to be that guy Brixby and the Moth are spending time together, as they have been for the past couple nights, and sort of communing in this weird way, where I think everybody in the party is kind of used to it, seeing this tiny little form with this weird extended insectile leg in the center of his forehead, just kind of ruffling his fur, and this weird vacant look down. Um, then Brixby is communicating with Long Dreamer last night. His dreams, the ones that you showed me, his last dreams. I I think I'm different. Long Dreamer, those those men in the winery, they tricked us there. They wanted us dead for for gold. Of all things, blood for gold. I would have had a scorching ray for both of them. Solid holes right through those chests. But I let him go. I understood. In a tough situation. They made a terrible choice, but that's because they were only given terrible choices. I... I didn't think change could happen at this time in my life. I, whatever happens to us in that tower, whoever comes out, I want you to know that I will forever be thankful to you and the spheres for all that you've shown me as my alignment slides more and more towards chaotic good. And um, Brixby falls asleep next to the moth. Not even too tired to even scrawl a scroll this evening. Also too broke. 
<laughs> and um, we roll over to the 20th of Rova. And um, Long Dreamer watches over all of you. Perhaps watches your very dreams as she hangs out um, in the in her forest, and you know also watches the stars. You all get the the double night's rest benefit. Um, not that you probably needed it since you nobody was hurt, but Alvin was extra tired. And when morning comes, the choking tower is waiting for you. Tower time. Tower, 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 tower. Does it appear that the the doorknob is intact, or does it appear as though perhaps a, a foolish hell giant pulled on a push door and broke it? Ripped that right off. Very interesting that um you should ask. Now this towering stone structure rises high above the tops of the surrounding trees. The tower walls are made of metal and stone and stained black with greasy soot, and its roof is a metal cone crowded with a forest of pipes and chimneys belching smoke into the sky. The tower's few windows are narrow and slatted with thick metal grills, and its only door is a metal rectangle with rounded corners standing right in front of you. This door bears no knob or handle, only a two-inch wide hole in the center, the edges of which are cracked and bent as if a tremendous force wrenched something free. A large number of immense humanoid footprints mar the ground surrounding the tower. Can we roll a knowledge engineero or like a, a device disabling to figure out how to undo the user error? Um, yeah, you could roll a disabled device to try to open this door without the doorknob. Alrighty. Brixbean is going to do just that. And with a... Oh, man. Not loving me tonight. It's a 6 off the die for a 23. Uh, 23 is not going to do it. All right. I'm going to take 10 for a 25. Still not enough. This thing is definitely designed to be kind of cranked open with that, that wheel. All right. I roll a 4 for a 21. <laughs> Brixby's like, hold on, hold on. Uh, listen, the moth and I were up really late just talking about things we like and boys and stuff. <laughs> Hold on. All right, that's a 17 off the die for a 34. Uh, 34 will do it. Uh, Brixby's finally able to sort of find a way to engage with fine tools in the rather oversized mechanisms inside the door and uh, get something to click and sort of slowly wrench it around in a circle without the wheel that's meant to turn it and um the door opens and i will drag you all onto a new map tower 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 um so uh the doors open into a hall that is 10 feet wide and 25 feet long there's a large metal door standing at the far western end of this entry while three other metal doors stand on the walls at opposite ends, including the one that you just came through. The middle door is slightly shorter than the others, and each door has a metal wheel mounted in its center. Uh, one would think that those metal wheels are kind of like what was missing from the outside door. Are they kind of like bulkhead style 
like metal wheels. Yeah, they're all they're all kind of bulkhead style doors where they you kind of have to unscrew them mm-hmm. to open them. Uh, pardon me, I haven't made a macro for this yet. And Brixby casts Mage Armor and a couple other spells on himself. Um, shield and Floating Desk. Um, Alwyn has had Mage Armor since I woke up. So, maybe we listen at the doors with the perception, right? And then possibly check for trappy doos and then go from there. Trappy doos. Alright, maybe everyone wants to give a little listen, eh? Figure out which door we want to go through. I'm going to listen at the center one, I guess. Yeah, I'll listen at the one Kira's in front of. I'll listen at the other with a uh, 22. 17 with a two off the die for Brixbow. <laughs> um, so the door, Brixby's listening to the shorter, wider door. Um, not a whole lot of sound coming through there. Um, maybe like a vague sort of whooshing sound. Um, Kira is listening at the northern door. Uh, yeah, thirty-four. Uh, no sound, so- no sound at all coming from there. And then um, Asher was checking the southern door, or Asher and Alwyn. Yeah, twenty-two for yeah. old Asher. And uh, Alwyn also attempted to check the southern door with a natural one for a negative one. Uh, let me just check this one and think maybe there's a little bit of a smell on this door but no sounds smell a little bit of a smell of like uh, rotting meat anybody feel particularly good about their doors mine's got some whooshing going on over here there's a whoosh i don't hear anything behind this door i smell perhaps rotting meat behind this door and i'll admit all I can hear is Sahasho talking about a body farm. And maybe that was an expression about what do you do with a dead body, or maybe we're not going to like what's on the other side of that door. So is it like fresh, or is it closer to the popular, not popular, YouTube flavor, cinnamon crunch corpse? Well, I did explicitly say rotting. Yeah, so right. Tends to imply <laughs> not fresh. So caramel carrion, then. Yeah, yes, I believe good. so. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> I usually don't even take the time to smell a goo tube. I'm just so excited <laughs> to get the great flavor and all those nutrients, and I just rip that cap open. <laughs> Asher shotguns his goo tubes. Absolutely. So gross. Oh my god. Just pops a hole and opens the top. <laughs> It's the only way to do it, man. It really makes you feel alive. And then immediately quite ill, but mostly alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 90% most Im- alive. <laughs> the most important part is to just really get that airflow so you can revive the cultures mm-hmm. that have been dormant for so, so very long. Just as long as it's warm. Ugh, gross. <laughs> you missed this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so glad I'm back. Great, great, great. Uh, 
to be popping open the dead meat door? Yeah, let's, let's choose the worst door, because, you know, it could be the body farm. Um, let's all just... With the weapons and the whatnot, I'm going to do the, the perception. Alright, for trap dues, that's a 19 off the die, making it 34, 35 if it's high-tech or mechanical. Doesn't seem to be trapped. Doesn't seem to be locked either. Alrighty. Brixby, um, rapier in hand, is going to open the door and step to the northwest. Ah, the door <laughs> keeps moving. There we go. It'll shimmy on in there. Um, uh -oh. As you open this door, you reveal a wedge-shaped room containing several storage racks and crates, as well as a sickly odor. A door that you're just coming through um, is described in the room description, but I won't describe it. But there's also an alcove to the southwest that contains a wrought iron spiral staircase that leads up. Also in this room are some interesting looking robotic friends. Uh, let me just, I'll pop those up on the screen for you. Uh, they are about six feet tall, and they are shiny metal with gold accents and holding translucent shields that appear to be mounted to one of their hands. Their other hand, it's holding, it looks like a, a special Warhammer kind of friend. And um, they immediately spring to life when the door opens, and seems like it might be the kind of time where you roll for initiative. We do that here. Um, so what did Brixby get? Brixby rolled a 15 for a 23. Wow. That's pretty fast. Where is Brixby? He took a step icon. to the northwest, so is he under somebody? He's he probably under Alloin. I think he's under Alloin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you're under Alloin. I did say step to the northwest after I opened the door. I've learned my base punching lesson. Um, Nice. We'll see about that. Uh, Alwyn. Alwyn's initiative is 21. Uh, what is Kira's initiative? Uh, 12 off the die for a 17. And Asher. 17 off the die for a 22. Wow, pretty speedy. Unfortunately, a couple of these robots are pretty speedy as well. So I think green is going to rush up and um as he runs through uh first person he sees is kira so he's gonna swing a uh, big old hammer right at her uh that is a 27 versus flat-footed yeah 27 is pretty good so yes that'll that'll do it all right that is going to be 18 non-lethal damage 18? It's the first 18? turn. Come on. Calm down, buddy. 18 non-lethal. And um, then Blue is just going to sort of step over so it can see through the door, but can't actually swing through the door. It's going to shoot also at Kira, but Kira gets a plus four to AC from cover. That's Cov. Natural one. So some sort of... Charger Rooney um, shoots through, um, but does not hit Kira. 
and then Brixby's up. It doesn't hit the bad guy. It doesn't Green. hit the bad guy either. We don't we don't fire friendly in this podcast. So not even a natural one. We don't want to open that box for our gunslinger and or <laughs> arcane trickster <laughs> to hit friendly fire on a natural one. Uh, Brixby is going to um, kind of caught off guard and like holding his rapier and feeling like it was the, the worst tool for the job uh, with no motion, no, no, no action is going to use a supernatural ability that comes from his school to uh, reduce, uh, reveal weakness. Um, he's going to reduce uh, Green's AC and saving throws by four. That's so much. And he's going to take a step to the west, if I can do it. There we go. Swarming. And that's my turn. Oh, wait. Nope. No. 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 Hands not off the chess piece, because we're rolling a, a knowledge engineero to figure out what one of these things are. Uh, was a plus 17. What you got? Oh, my God. That's a 20 with a three off the die. Um, 20 is enough to, yeah, that's enough to recognize that these are riot suppressor robots, but it doesn't get you any actual questions on them. All right. They, they seem like nice robots. They're stylish. <laughs> uh, these are riot suppressing robots. It's all I know. And that's Brixbo's turn. Alright, that'll take us to Asher. Asher thinks, Riot suppressors, have I heard of those before? And has not. We'll just move right on from that. Uh, and then he will take a step to the west as well. Five foot variety. And... Unfortunately, he's a little low on the adamantine metal cartridges, so he will just unleash a rapid shot, deadly aim, full attack uh, with the mundane metal rounds. Uh, the lowest of those has a numerical value equal to 18 against touch. Uh, 18 against touch? Who are you shooting? Uh, the... Green, I assume? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one. The one with the minus four to AC. Um, so yeah, definitely. Oh, dope. Yeah, so that's three, three hits, three d eight plus eighteen coming at you. That is. Uh, so do you? I guess you probably want want them individually, and then I think about it with hardness. Um, I, mean, I can just. Well, yeah, probably, yeah. Well, the lowest was seven. Okay, that just pings off. Oh no, like a hardness 10 situation? Who's to say? Okay, um, you. But then there was a, a 14. No. Yeah, 14 and a 13. Alright, those both look like they, you know, did a little bit of damage to its metallic frame. But not a whole lot. Uh oh. They have suppressed our riot. This this riot is gonna be so quiet. <laughs> uh Alowin is going to point behind it 
at the one behind it with a, in the doorway and say, Look out, he has a gun, and you need to make me a will save. Uh, that's green that has to make the will save? Yes, green has to make the will Along save. Along with a negative four. The famously good will save that robots already have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a 12. It's a pretty good roll. That does not beat my 18. I cast Murderous Command on him. On his next turn, he has to attack his nearest ally. Yay, murder. (laughs) Murder. It's the the verbal component. (laughs) That's not very nice. Yeah, so he just points at the other robot and goes, Look out, he has a gun. And and you imagine it turns around and goes. (laughs) And that will be his turn. Alright, and uh, that takes us to Kira. Yay. Um, it's been literal decades since I've played. I can drop the chainsaw as part of the as part of my move action. That doesn't count as a sw- It's a free swing. action to drop. Uh, got it. Um, okay, I'm trying to sit I'm trying to figure out if I can both drop and rage at the same time, but I can't remember what Rage is. I, I think, think rage is, is also a free action. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll I'll rage first, drop next turn. No, you can do them both. Oh, you can you can do them both. They're free. Oh, is that what they mean? Of like that's what they mean by free? Oh my god, so many free actions. I'm chucking these left and right. I'm sneezing. I'm picking things up. I'm dropping them back down. Um, great. So I'm gonna do both of those. Drop rage. Uh, grab the other guy as part of my move action, and then I'm just gonna hit um, by the other guy. I mean my adamantine weapon, and smack green. I think she's noticed um, those ping ping of Asher's shots, and is like, aha, we fought some of these guys, or you know something similar to these before. Gonna go in with an Ethel. Nice. That's a twenty. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, let's All right, see. So roll that... to confirm. Well, do. Eh. Okay, that's a ten plus. Uh, oh, hang on. Ten plus sixteen. Confirm. Yeah. That's Yay. Yep, yeah, that's confirmed critical. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Fifty-nine. Oh, got a got a one in there. I did get a one. Fifty-nine <laughs> points of. Adamantine damage at uh, green. Uh, well, it seems like it did more than fifty-nine points of damage. Um, it seems like it did like eighty-eight points of damage, and green just tumbles into just a pile of parts. Yay! Um, yeah. That's my turn. So, um, that was pretty mean. Um, Guess I'll delete this turn that I already accidentally deleted. And Red, who did not just see that happen, is going to come uh, rushing through the doorway, see the corpse of its buddy, assume that everything's fine, uh, rush up into its buddy's space, and um, try to hit Kira with a hammer. Uh, That is a 29. 29 will hit. Uh, that is 20 non-lethal damage. Just so non-lethal. The least lethal. And then... The blue, who is still hanging out back there, is going to switch its stun gun 
to semi-automatic mode and take two shots at Kira. Uh, that is a 20 versus touch. 20 versus touch? <laughs> you mean my eight? My eight touch? <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll do um, it. Um, I'm not rolling blur. Blur! Okay, so... Uh, just for that last one, the first one, she wasn't reaching yet, so you're good. Well, she was for the hammer, but that was a 40. That was the second hammer. Here's the first of the stun guns, 57. And then... So those shots count, and we're going to edit those blur rolls into the right place so no one gets mad at me. And, um... 16 versus touch for the second stun gun shot and a 97 on the blade. Yeah, that's also higher than 8. Yeah, that's also higher than 20. Alright. 8 non-lethal damage. <laughs> Is Kira non-lethally dead yet? <laughs> no. No, I have... It has to meet my regular HP? How does that How does that work? Yeah, it, it has to... Um, you have to have as much non-lethal damage as you have in current HP and then you fall unconscious. Oh my god, no. Kira's fine. Just, like, wipe some sweat from her brow. It's not very nice. <laughs> Alright, uh, Brixby. Uh, let's see. So, is... Are they under green? Uh, their token? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, honestly, same thing. Brixby is now going to reveal the weakness of red for his compatriots. Uh, take a negative four to your AC and saves. I can do that a lot. And uh, Asher. All right. Asher saw how ineffective his bullets were. So he's going to try and focus his aim in on them. Use a swift to spend a grip point to add his chum modifier to all of his damage. And do a rapid shot full attack. Three bullets. Oh yeah. I know it hit last time, so I got all three hits this time. I don't like it. 3d8 plus... Well, a d8 plus 11. Three times. Sounds like you're going to hurt it. <laughs> Just a little. Uh, 18, 16, ugh, and 12. Minimum. And in the free action, he fully reloads that right revolver. Uh, and now that it was empty, he's going to chuck it. He's going to put six fresh adamantium metal cartridges in there. All right. And he definitely did some damage there. Alowin is up. Uh, Alowin is uh, realizing that uh, if he casts another mind spell on this thing, it'll be dead before it can uh, act under it anyway. Uh, he is going to, while he's still uh, away from it and not uh, having to roll defensively for anything, uh, he is going to cast a spell. You see him mutter to himself and his hand kind of starts to glow. And then he's going to five foot next to Kira and touch her and give her Cure Light Wounds. Uh, so my level that is... I did just look up whether or not you can hold that as a charge spell, and you can because it counts as a touch spell. Uh, so Kira will get back 
uh, eight points of that non-lethal that she's been taking. Woo woo. And that brings us to Kira. Uh, yeah, same thing. Kira's already hanging on to the uh, to Bethel. So just gonna go at it again. Oh my gosh, I forgot that I have haste. Um, so we're gonna go at it a couple times here. She's poor robots. Well, why did they maybe attack us? I guess we didn't really give them a chance. We just rolled initiative. Oh, I mean, they. I was taught when you roll initiative, it means yeah. They're suppressing our riot, man. (laughs) We have riot. Maybe if you weren't rioting so hard. Uh, it's not great. That's gonna be a twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four to hit. Twenty-four hit first. Cool. Ugh, gross. 26 points of damage in the first one. Big chunk of damage. Um, let's go ahead and smash one more time. Oh, yeah. 19, much better. Isn't that a crit? Um, and actually this is... 19's a critical Yeah, this is my... I mean... Uh, we should always roll and roll. Let's roll to confirm. Uh, 14. 14 doesn't sound good. Um, Aren't you hasted right now, though? So don't you get a, another one at your base attack? Um, that still doesn't confirm. Just a regular hit. Okay, regular hit for that one. Still might kill it. <laughs> we'll see. Six plus uh, also 19. 25. All right, it's then, not dead, but it's looking do rickety. I, do we go third? time no not for not for yeah haste. with yes, haste sir. you get a third attack mm-hmm. i do because i have a second one from what's it called got it yeah that's why i thought that second attack should have had a higher bonus because doesn't haste to give you uh extra attack at your full the bonus. third one will be oh it, it has to be the third half uh, okay. I mean, however you want to roll I, it but it's usually first second and then second haste. and then haste is extra yeah i was gonna say because that would have confirmed the crit <laughs> oh, well, no. irrelevant uh, oh no! That was a, that was a one for that third roll. Womp womp. All right. That's me. Well, it's time. It is going to take. It's still alive. It's standing in front of you. It's going to take a swift action to charge up its hammer with electricity, and then it's going to full attack. So, starting at the beginning here. Um, a 28 to hit with the hammer. Uh, 58 on the blur. Great. Uh, yes, great. Alright, this is big. 21, non-lethal. Um, swing number two with the hammer. 18. Against, it doesn't matter. That's better than all of my ACs. Um, only a 13 on the blur, so that's going to miss. Um, it can use its integrated stun gun as part of a full attack. So, um, yeah, you get an attack of opportunity as it tries to shoot you. I will take that. Blank. Uh, the 16 is an attack of opportunity with your full bonus? Yep, full BAB. Okay, 16. I forgot to add the, um... The haste, uh, haste benefit to that last one. So this is actually 16 plus uh, 16. Uh, that will 16 hit. Plus 16? Nope, sorry, 16 plus 17. I lied, my bad. 16 plus 17. Uh, and then we'll do a... Oh, 
It's too good. 31. And it Is dies. Because right? I had the hubris of trying to shoot you at point blank. Yeah, hubris. And sadly, this robot, the third robot, has no choice but to do the exact same thing as its buddies did. Because it's what it's programmed to do. And it's just going to charge headlong at Kira, swinging that hammer. Uh, 20. Mm -hmm. And 85 blur. on the blur. Solid blur. 16 non-lethal. Now you can all execute this sad, sad robot that's only doing its job. Brixby's going to delay instead of casting because <laughs> it does not seem necessary at this point. Brixby's just going to be like, just, just, just murder it. Suppress it. Alright, Asher. Yeah, Asher is uh, he is going to ready to fire a single deadly aim shot uh, if this thing survives up until its next turn. So if Kira swings at it three times and it's still up, then Asher will shoot it once. <laughs> Alright, Alowin. Uh, Alowin is actually, as a move action, going to take out his uh, dinky little adamantine morning star and he's going to swing at it. <laughs> yeah, good for you. With my uh, what do I have? Don't pull him uh, 19. Uh, 19 will not hit. Oh, okay. This one's not yes. cursed. <laughs> <laughs> and does not hit it. And that will be his turn. Alright, and that brings us to Kira. Right, same thing, no variation. Let's, uh, and a 12 again. Uh, 12 plus, I should know this, I think it's 17 for the first one. 29? Yep. Yeah, I'm saying it like I don't remember from the last Nine. Time. 32. Alright, that's a good chunk. Okay, hit number two. Ooh, that's a four, plus my second is at... Where'd it go? 14. So 18? I feel like 18 is not good. 18's not going to do it. Okay. And then one more time. Oh, it got lower. It's a one. It's a one, folks. So it's, <laughs> Oof, it's still it's up. Both of the haste attacks so far. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really hurting me. All right. Asher, you taking your shot? Yep. I'm not going to throw it away. Good. Uh, but it's, uh, it's also a natural one. However... Ooh. Uh, Asher just ignores the misfire. How fortunate. That's so charismatic of him. Yep. <laughs> Furious. Alright, um, Brixby jumping in ahead of the robot or just letting the robot just dole out destruction? Just robot, robot. I, I don't have much to do. The amount of damage required to put this thing down, I un, unless I were to I mean, set myself up to be invisible. Not possible, so Brixby's going to let it roll. Alright, well, this robot is going to full attack, charging up its hammer, and it's just its going to take a swing at Alowin, because Alowin took a swing at it. And um, if he's in <laughs> melee, then he's a threat, you know? Uh, so that's a, Okay, he's not fatigued, so his AC is higher than Kira's now. That's uh, a 31 <laughs> to hit. Ooh. Oh, it's no. not that high, though. <laughs> um, so that is going to be 
a lot of damage. Let's see. Uh, 29 non-lethal? Is that right? 18, 27 non-lethal. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a big Only difference. 27 non-lethal. And then it's gonna hit Kira with the other hammer blow, and that's only a 17. Uh, meets beats. Wow. Yeah. Just terrible AC. Just big and angry. 77 on the blur, and that is 21 non-lethal, and it's not gonna shoot. It saw what happened. Is it that intelligent? It has an intelligence of 10. Okay, fair, fair. So... I'm just saying, I know average humans that would probably still shoot. I was going to say, yeah, that's, that's higher than Kira's intelligence, so. If it comes to a battle of wits against this robot, she's going down. All right, well, we're back around to Brixby. Uh, Brixby can't approximate by how far Asher or Kira missed, even though, you know, it, it wouldn't have made a difference. So he's going to do his little weird witchy thing and lower that AC one more time by four. Alright, Asher. Yeah, uh, yeah, we have plenty of regular bullets. He'll just fire off a rapid shot, deadly aim with the mundane rounds from his left revolver, and we'll just see if we can do some damage. Yep, with that minus four, that's three more hits, but it's only at the D8 plus six, so I'm not going to do a lot. Uh, in fact, that's a total of one point of damage, assuming its hardness is 10. Because <laughs> I rolled an 8, a 10 even, and then an 11. Just ricochets flying everywhere. Alwyn. Oh. <laughs> uh, is going to roll to cast defensively. I just need to get above a 4 on the die. It's a 15. Uh, he casts Cure Moderate Wounds on Kira, which is... That is 16 points of healing to Kira. Nice. And that will be his turn. All right, and now Kira, execute that robot. I'm going to try. All right, it's a 17 plus 17. Yes. <laughs> That'll do. 12 plus 19 is 29. It's still up. Looking quite shaky, though. That would have been 31. Right, let's try it. Dang it. 31. <laughs> Still uh, up. Looking even shakier than in. I said a second ago. <laughs> oh, gosh. One again. Uh, and sword try. explodes. I just oh, my goodness. Right, I had a 20. <laughs> uh, roll to confirm. Confirm on that. Yes. So it's a 19 to confirm. Yeah, sounds good. Are we wheeling, woeing this and going for the third for the instant kill? <laughs> 38. Oh, and a clean 59 again. Exact. Although, if we're going based on the same 88. Yeah, exact same damage as killed the first one. Uh, Kira has dropped a third robot in the pile, all in the exact same square. I'm going really to bed. Really did not get far. Yay! <laughs> good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Riot Suppressors. Yeah, good night, Suppressor Stack. <laughs> that was one of the apps of all time.
the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of Paizo Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by our own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. I mean, early on that one, yeah. Oh, no. Salvageable. Yeah, we done spliff the booth. <laughs> we'll never be able to edit that right. Goodbye, Miracle Max. So, who wants to go first? Oh, right, we're doing the thing. I'm like, what, on the choking tower? Oh, no, the thing that I interrupted. Who's <laughs> going in the choking tower first? We're doing this one at a time. Yep. Yeah, that's the plan. Through the door, hit his microphone, <laughs> and, um... He's wearing a wire. Get him. <laughs> 16? Nope, sorry, 16 plus 17. I lied, my bad. 16 plus 17. No, it doesn't um, and then we'll do it. Oh. It's too good. <laughs>